This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. It is 5.08. You're listening to the Evening Edition with Sharmila and Sharad. It's time again for Pope Pope Parliament, where we bring you updates from the Day One Rakyat. So first up today, Sagamat MP Yuneshwaran Ramaraj asked the Defence Ministry about the scope of empowerment implemented for the welfare and sustainability of armed forces veterans. In response, the Deputy Defence Minister Adli Zahari said that the government has always focused on the welfare of both pensioned and non-pensioned veterans especially those living below the poverty line. Adli told the Day One Rakyat that the Veteran Affairs, Veterans Affairs Department has already directed over 67 million ringgit in assistance to more than 18,000 veterans through the Bantuan Sarahido program and will continue providing additional facilities to help them. Kepada anggota sama ada berpencen tidak berpencen, setakat ini 18,786 orang dengan jumlah yang dibelanjakan adalah sebanyak 67.6 juta Ringgit. Kita juga menyediakan uh, sumbangan khairat kepada anggota dan juga tanggungan yang bernilai RM3,000 bagi veteran dan RM1,500 bagi keluarga. Dan setakat ini kita telah membelanjakan sebanyak RM455,000. Bagi aspek kesihatan, uh, Kementerian telah memperuntukkan sebanyak RM103 juta bagi tujuan uh, rawatan dan juga ubat-ubatan serta uh, alat-alat uh, yang terkait dengan uh, perubatan. He added that the government had allocated just over 100 million ringgit for treatment, medication and the purchase of medical equipment with additional half a million spent on death benefits for veterans and their heirs. In response to a supplementary question asked by Katareh MP Datuk Kir Mohamad Noor regarding uh, the increase of the number of staff at the Veterans Affairs Department in every state, Adli said the ministry plans to ensure that each state will have the relevant staff to meet the needs of more than 213,000 veterans. Kita tahu bahawa antara cabaran kita adalah kita ada lebih uh, 213,000 veteran. Dan uh, memanglah kita tahu bahawa anggota di JEF itu agak terhad eh, untuk uh, melihat keseluruhan daripada veteran Angkatan Tentera. Sebab itu memang kita uh, sedang merancang eh, untuk pastikan pertama adalah di setiap negeri itu uh, tidak ada lagi gabungan. Contohnya macam kalau kita tengok antara Melaka, Negeri Sembilan, Kelantan, Tengganu. Eh. Jadi kalau boleh setiap negeri itu dia mempunyai uh, jatuh kuasa uh, di peringkat Jabatan Halal Veteran itu sendiri. Ini mungkin salah satu daripada strategi kita. Memang ini sedang kita usahakan. Yang kedua adalah kita sedang menambah kaki tangan eh, dari melalui program MyStep kita. Dan kita akan libatkan veteran Angkatan Tentera dan juga persatuan-persatuan veteran. Jadi dengan cara ini kita fikir bahawa uh, anggota veteran itu akan lebih uh, dipedulikan dan program-program kita itu akan sampai ke kaum ini. Ini saja jawapannya. That was Deputy Defence Minister Adli Zahari talking about the welfare of armed forces veterans. Moving on, Hulu Trungano MP Dato Rosol Wahid asked the government what the latest developments were for the Mega Buy Malaysian Products Campaign or Mega BMPC. I wanted to know if efforts were being made to empower SMEs, especially businesses facing the challenges of the economic recession. So, Domestic Trade and Cost of Living Deputy Minister Fuzia Saleh replied that the Mega BMPC PC set for 2025 uh, will unify industry players from various categories under one roof so as to promote local products among consumers and that it'll also serve as a showcase for diverse and high quality Malaysian products uh, with export potential. 
Jadi apa yang dilakukan oleh kementerian sekarang ialah untuk mengenal pasti pasaran baru contohnya pasaran ekspor untuk mengenal pasti khidmat nasihat yang boleh kita lakukan untuk memastikan bahawa kita boleh membawa ke tahap yang lebih tinggi semua apa produk-produk tempatan ini dan yang amat penting atau yang dipertua kita mengenal pasti bidang keberhasilan ataupun uh, outcomes yang kita inginkan saya bagi contoh ya Uh, bagaimana kita nak buat business matching Bagaimana kita nak bawa uh, produk-produk Malaysia ini uh, Keluar negara Saya bagi satu contoh Kita ada produk kosmetik Namanya Cosmodem Kita sudah pun uh, uh, dalam rundingan Untuk membawa melalui matrik Ke satu online uh, platform di India Namanya Geomat Untuk dipasarkan di dalam uh, apa tu di, di luar negara Di India Ya, melalui platform di sana Jadi ini contoh uh, business matching Pasaran export yang kita sedang Kembangkan Fuzia added that the campaign will assist SMEs by providing guidance and advisory services to them so that it can be more competitive on both local and international fronts. This also includes promoting and exporting Malaysian products to the global stage by joining forces with key players from various sectors kita sudah pun mengadakan empat mini carnival dan pada hujung minggu ini akan mengadakan mini carnival yang kelima mengikut zon utara, selatan, pantai timur, Sabah dan Sarawak dan di hujung tahun kita akan adakan carnival yang lebih besar. Jadi di dalam carnival-carnival tersebut terselit program khidmat nasihat ya dan juga business matching di situ. Contoh agensi-agensi kita kumpulkan untuk memberi khidmat nasihat termasuk Tekun, SME Corp, Kuskop, Mara ya dan sebagainya Mosti juga. Jadi dengan tambahan itu kita juga memikirkan bahawa kita punya bahagian pembangunan perniagaan boleh kita gabungkan kerjasama dengan pembangunan franchise yang juga di bawah KPDN. Jadi apabila ada misi keluar negara, business mission boleh juga dibuat bersekali. That was Domestic Trade and Cost of Living Deputy Minister Fuzia Saleh talking about the Mega Buy Malaysian Products campaign. Let us know what could the government do to promote our local products? You can buy. You can call, not buy. You can call. <laughs> you should buy. You should buy. That's the that's the point here. But for us, call double seven double three two nine hundred. WhatsApp or send us a voice note at zero one eight seven eight nine double eight double nine. Tweet us at BFM Radio. Moving on to the threat posed by scammers. Tanamera MP Datuk Iqmal Hisham Abdul Aziz wants to know, uh, or rather wanted to know, the number of victims that have fallen prey to scammers and the total amount of money lost to scam-related crimes this year. So Deputy Law Minister Ram Karpal Singh told the Dewan Rakyat that there have been over 19,000 cases this year involving losses that amount to 687 million ringgit. But he assured the House that the number of cases and losses incurred have shown a steady decline since 2018. Kes sedemikian di mana jumlah kerugiannya pada masa itu mencecah 23 lebih 23 bilion 23.924 bilion pada masa itu. Walau bagaimanapun angka tersebut telah pun jatuh sejak tahun 2018 tersebut dan angka yang terkini iaitu pada 2023 mencatatkan 
jumlah sebanyak 19,220 kes di mana jumlah kerugian setakat 30 September uh, tahun ini adalah sebanyak 687 uh, 687 juta 689.147.16.687 dengan izin uh, million as I have just stated the amount in full earlier. Jadi ini menunjukkan uh, bahawa kes-kes ini dan jumlah kerugian ini uh, telah pun uh, menurun. The Deputy Minister added that the National Scam Response Centre that was established in October last year has proven its effectiveness by successfully blocking over 2.6 billion suspected scam scam calls uh, as of September this year. He said the government will continue to examine existing legislation and to enhance its effectiveness in dealing with complex or more complex scam cases. Selain itu, bagi memantapkan lagi usaha-usaha kerajaan, dalam memerangi jenayah ini yang semakin kompleks, NSRC sedang meneliti beberapa peruntukan undang-undang yang sedia ada yang perlu dipindah termasuk Akta Pencegahan Pengubahan Wang Haram, Pencegahan Pembiayaan Keganasan dan hasil daripada Aktiviti Haram 2001, Kanun Keseksaan dan juga Kanun Tata Cera Jenayah. Berhubung dengan PDRM, PDRM telah mewujudkan laman web Uh, semak mule dengan izin uh, Tuan Yang Betua bagi kemudahan orang awam membuat semakan ke atas akaun bank dan nombor telefon yang pernah ada laporan polis atau terlibat dengan siasatan pihak polis dalam pada itu menerusi NSRC setakat ini sebanyak 5,924 kes siasatan telah dibuka oleh PDRM bagi kesalahan penipuan di bawah Seksyen 420 tersebut. Manakala 54 kertas siasatan bagi kesalahan pengubahan wang haram telah dibuka melibatkan pembekuan akaun berjumlah RM63 juta. Ringgit. Now, in a separate question, Dato' Iqmal Hisham raised concerns about the possibility of inside jobs contributing to the online scam cases, uh, especially among retirees, where a total of 22,000 government retirees and professionals have become victims of online scams that involve 850 million ringgit. Ram Kapal said that the issue is currently being investigated through a case-by-case basis and whether or not there are elements of leakages involving insiders behind online scams, it will depend on the outcome of these investigations. Dan dalam usaha-usaha tersebut, sudah tentunya perlu adanya siasatan. Dan seperti yang statistik yang telah pun saya memberi tadi, ini merupakan kejadian scam-scam ini merupakan kejadian yang amat kompleks di mana scammers ini memang agak berpengalaman dalam membuat scam-scam tersebut. Jadi usaha-usaha yang telah pun dilakukan ini sama ada ianya melipatkan kebocoran dalam dalaman itu bergantung jawapannya adalah itu akan bergantung kepada se- setiap kes yang disiasat secara case by case basis itu satu cara sahaja yang boleh di kami mendapat untuk mendapat jawapan sama ada terdapatnya kebocoran dalaman ataupun apa-apa yang lain tetapi itu bergantung kepada the general state of investigations 
That was Deputy Minister of Law and Institutional Reform, Ram Kapal Singh, on scams and uh, the losses incurred from scam-related crimes. Now, the next issue, brought up by Pokok Sena MP, Dato Ahmad Saad, raised a few eyebrows from MPs uh, on both sides of the aisle. And this was on Jakim's role in curbing gay and lesbian activities. Religious Affairs Minister Dato Mohamed Naim Mokhtar said the government is continuously working to address LGBT issues to prevent them from becoming more widespread. He added that this year alone, Jakim and the Health Ministry had successfully conducted four series of mukayam or rehabilitation camp programs with the, uh, the LGBT community, involving a total of 220 participants. Selanjutnya penglibatan KKM dalam program yang diurusiakan oleh Jakim iaitu plan tindakan sosial Islam 2019-2025 jawatan kuasa khas berkenaan isu LGBT yang beragama Islam di Malaysia ditubuhkan pada tahun 2020 dan yang terkini telah bersidang pada April 2023 manual enlarge home disediakan pada tahun 2022 dan program mukhayam anjuran Jakim di mana pakar kesihatan KKM menyampaikan slot ceramah kesedaran kesihatan berkenaan isu HIV AIDS. Berdasarkan kerjasama di antara Jakim dan KKM, sebanyak empat siri program mukhayam bersama komuniti LGBT untuk diberikan bimbingan keagamaan dan kesedaran kesihatan melibatkan seramai 220 orang peserta telah berjaya dilaksanakan sepanjang tahun 2023. Selain itu, 14 siri TOT ProStar 2.0 telah berjaya dilaksanakan di semua negeri sebagai program advokasi, pendidikan dan pencegahan berkenaan isu LGBT sepanjang tahun 2023. Now, in response, Sri Gading MP Aminul Luda Hassan from Amana referred to accusations during the GE that Pakatan Harapan would push for same-sex marriage if it formed the government. He asked if this has been permitted since Anwar Ibrahim became PM and Mohamed Naim said that there have been no reported cases of such marriages, saying that existing Malaysian law only recognises marriage between man and woman. Daripada sudut um, perundangan, khususnya uh, akta ataupun enactment Undang-Undang Keluarga Islam jelas Datuk Yang Pertua. Uh, undang-undang yang sedia ada tidak meng, uh, mengiktiraf perkahwinan hanya di antara lelaki dan juga wanita. Dengan lain perkataan, mana-mana pihak yang terlibat dalam uh, akad nikah, termasuklah pendaftar dan sebagainya, bila nak membenarkan sesuatu pernikahan, Uh, akta enactment undang-undang keluarga Islam tu perlu dilaksanakan. Jadi dalam dalam konteks tersebut menjawab apa yang Sri Gading sebut tadi dalam rekod Jakim dan Jabatan Agama Islam negeri-negeri tidak ada satu pun perkahwinan-perkahwinan yang melibatkan sama jenis yang didaftarkan. Yang itu memang memang jelas. Hat, hatta hatta kalau katakan perkahwinan itu dilangsungkan juga dan apabila pihak-pihak ni ingin berhasrat untuk mendaftarkan ini tidak mustahil sebab undang-undang memang tidak membenarkan. That was Minister for Religious Affairs Dr Mohammad Naim Mokhtar talking about Jakin's plans with regard to the LGBT community. Now we'd like to hear your thoughts. What do you think of Jakin's stance towards the LGBT community? Let us know. You can call 7733-2900. You can WhatsApp us or send us a voice note on 018-789-8899. Tweet us at BFM Radio.
And that's all we have for this session of Parliament. Just to recap what came up today. The 67 million ringgit worth of assistance given to more than 18,000 armed forces veterans. Uh, the promotion of local products through the Mega Buy Malaysian Products campaign. The number of scam, ish, scam cases and losses incurred that show a steady decline since 2018, as well as Jakim's role when it comes to handling issues related to the LGBT community. If you have thoughts on any of these, you can send them through. You can call double seven double three two nine hundred, send us a voice note or WhatsApp zero one eight seven eight nine double eight double nine. Tweet us at BFM Radio. Be firmly motivated. BFM eighty nine point nine. It is 5.38. You're listening to the Evening Edition with Sharmila and Sharad. And on Pope Pope Parliament, we've been looking at the discussions happening in Dewan Rakyat today. So amongst the things that came up was the promoting and the promotion of local products and encouraging Malaysians to buy local through the Mega Buy Malaysian Products campaign. So we've been asking you for your thoughts. Um, what else could be done to promote local? To get Malaysians to shop local, send your thoughts through. You can call double seven double three two nine hundred. Send us a voice note or WhatsApp zero one eight seven eight nine double eight double nine. Tweet us at BFM Radio. We do have this from Roberto, who says, "In times like this, where the economic situation is important, the campaign to buy Malaysian products is a really good sign, which will definitely boost the economy of the country by helping local companies to either increase the salaries of their workforce or hire more staff to produce more products and." them. Additionally, there are great locally made products that can easily be exported to any part of the world, starting from local craft, cars and moving to delicious food that can be placed elsewhere. Hopefully the support is channeled properly to the SME companies who really need it. I agree, Roberto. I, you know, there are some great Malaysian products, um, and I, you know, I wonder what you consider a great Malaysian product. I think a lingam's chili sauce, maybe one that you might actually <laughs> find around the world, uh, but. Obviously, I think the push, you know, in overseas markets is one that's going to be different from what it is, uh, what will happen locally, because locally you can appeal to a sense of patriotism, nationalism, you know, all kinds of uh, sentiment that might not uh, work at a, at a foreign level, right, in, in other markets. There, the products just have to be good. The product has to be good or the product has to be distinctive or unique in a particular way. Um, I mean, I think the, the chili sauce example is actually a really good one because uh, it is different from any other chili sauce that you might get, right? Um, I also like Roberto's point about um, how this has a knock-on effect on employment, on people being able to expand because the notion of buy local actually has... On the one hand, promoting local products and local entrepreneurs, but I do think that there's a, a long sort of, um, not long, a, a wide-ranging impact that often results from people choosing local products. I mean, for me, I often think about this in the context of food, obviously, is, is the obvious choice. But also when it comes to things like clothes, if you choose to get your clothes from local brands rather than from uh, imported brands. I think one thing that both the local strategy and... And the foreign strategy might work. I mean, by, by foreign, I mean just foreign markets. Is that we need to kind of storify 
the product, right? You need yes. to kind of provide people a sense of where things are coming from. Uh, and I do this, uh, you know, kind of when I go to a market and I ask, you know, somebody says, where are, where's this produce from? And they often te- can tell you, you know, whether this mango is from Thailand or it's a Malaysian one, where in Malaysia. And there's, in fact, a, a, a very nice little restaurant in my neighborhood where everything, all the, the main uh, product, sort of the produce that they use is given a story where it's from. Well, if you think about the the sort of reputation that mangoes from India or Thailand or avocados from Australia have, right? And and how we associate them with not just them for their sake as a sort of food, but also the story and uh, a, a value almost. There's a, there's a, there are characteristics associated with them. People actually know what you mean when you say an Indian mango. Um, and you're absolutely right that I think maybe we're not doing enough in terms of what that Malaysian story is when it comes to our products. Yeah, and you know, um, food is a, it's a perfect example because of the nuances. Because there isn't actually one mango. I mean, there there are varieties yeah. of mangoes. There are mangoes that may be unique to one part of the of the country, and that you might not find in others. And there are varieties, and some of them are artificial, and some of them are organic or historical. And I think uh, the the potential for storytelling that can happen at a local level to get people interested in, uh, say, for instance, bate, and that you. You know, the, the difference between a factory kind of uh, mill, uh, sort of run through a factory mm. and batik that's actually used uh, through traditional methods. I think those stories are very important. You know, talking about the people behind and the techniques that they use. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.